Hey, this is Kathleen. And Eric. Welcome to episode 102 of Thrifty Cast. 102. I, I, and my motto for this is better late than never. Because normally we've been recording on Saturdays and Sundays. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, we went from like once every three months to where we're pretty much recording weekly now. So yeah, I don't feel, yeah, it's cool. I don't feel late at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's... The exci- what? That's a helpful attitude, yeah. <laughs> the excitement for me is that I am actually in my living room rather than my bedroom, where I spend all of my time. <laughs> well, I feel like you're getting better reception there. It sounds clearer. Oh, good. It's very bright. Yeah. yeah. Got that going for Your living room looks great, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, we should probably... I don't know if we've ever mentioned it before, but we actually record this by FaceTiming. We've, we've mentioned it. Oh, okay. Um, what you can't see behind me is that in order to get the house ready for the people coming in, uh, the guests we had this weekend, which part of the reason I'm late, um, we crammed finished, like, priced items into boxes <laughs> in Patrick's office, and then we, the unpriced stuff is in mine. It is... Uh, just a big heap of boxes. I don't think you can see it from the way my computer is situated. Now, I can see two boxes, but I couldn't see them before. I also wasn't looking because they kind of blend in with all the wood. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I say good because I worked from home today. I Yeah, I know. <laughs> so any kind of video conferencing I do, it's like I'm just trying to angle things. Yeah. I feel like the whole pandemic has just been about flattering angles. Finding flattering angles. <laughs> Yeah, I really haven't had to Zoom or anything, so. I always disliked that thing where people put books on shelves backwards, and I still don't like it. Oh, yeah. But in some ways, I'm like, oh, it's such a way of preventing distraction. Because I'm always, whenever I see a Zoom call, like, you know, they'll still do <laughs> it on the news and stuff. Whenever I see a Zoom call, the first thing I look at are people's books. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because I like learning things about them. That's why I don't like them backwards. Plus, how do you find your books? Well, <coughs> you know, you get that color scheme going like, hmm, all beige everything. How do you find your books? Well, I, you just enjoy the beige. You don't find your books, I guess, is the answer to that. It's not acceptable. Yeah, I, I get it. I, again, I'm not a big fan of it normally, but I do love how it reduces the visual um, temptation to just... Mm-hmm. I, and uh, Well, honestly, it doesn't matter. In that case, I'm just looking about at, like, uh, the tchotchkes people have out. Yeah. Pictures on the wall. All that stuff. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm very distracted. I can really see myself on this call. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I don't like it. Um, I have been posting a lot more on Facebook before because I finally just gave in and downloaded the Facebook app. Because previously you were just going through your browser. Yes, and I was good with that. Unfortunately, it was not letting me post on Cast page. Yeah. Um, and so I thought rather than trying to ask you to post up for me, it just was silly. So I downloaded the app. It is much easier. I do feel like there's a lot more advertising. Um, that's fair. Um, oh yeah. I, I, I'm, 
I don't like how targeted Facebook ads are. And again, I'm, I'm on Facebook so much less than I was, mm-hmm. you know, five, ten years ago. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I like not being on Facebook actually mm-hmm. that, that much. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. But it has made it easier for me to post and I do like that. And I've had some really good thrifting lately. So it was hard not to post. Amen. Yeah. Find of the week. Well, you've had a really um, good time thrifting. For me, it's been pretty dry. Um, ended mm. up going to, I um, had the day off yesterday um, after company and um, ended up going to the St. Vinny's in Oshkosh. I was just, I need a little bit of a pick me up. So yeah. I thought that would do it. Um, I found my find of the week. It's a set of five books from 1947 called The Children's Hour. And it's like kids' stories. Yeah. And they have kind of a, it, it has kind of a Christian vibe to it, but like mm-hmm. a late 1940s Christian vibe. So it's like, um, you know, the way, the way to heaven's door is to be, um, to cook for your husband, you know, a lot of that kind uh-uh. of, kind of stuff. Um, but the illustrations are gorgeous. Um, and of course the big sell on this was that it was in that, um, 75 cents for a giant bag full oh my God. department. And, you know, a, a set of five books with great illustrations from 1947, just sitting there. That, I don't know. That's a good find. I was happy with that. Well, and you got, I'm assuming, other books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that bag for 75 cents. Those were the books I was most excited about. But, yeah, there yeah. are actually some pretty good other ones in there. Yeah, that's that's value. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and with your lucky thrifting so far, what would you, what would you put on your find of the week? It's hard. It really is hard. Um, I am going to say, because I don't want to pick a vase um, or a planter, because I always do that. Um, didn't see any quilts. Just FYI, no quilts. Mm-hmm. I am going to say my candy corn blow molds. Oh, I saw those, yeah. Because I really like them. You don't get to see the bottom in the photos I did, because I had other stuff there. But one bottom is brown and one bottom is yellow. And they're super cute. Are those vintage, do you think, or are they newer? Uh, they're newer. Mm-hmm. They are definitely an old, but I mean, somebody is trying to hawk one of those for like $119 on eBay. Oh, please. And it's in bad shape. Oh, jeez. Uh, so hopefully that's some of you who are listening. Yeah. If so, that seems a little excessive. Um, but they were 320 I think, each. Yeah. So, well, and, plus I had a week time at that thrift store because it, I got those on the third floor where they have most of their Christmas in July right now. Yeah. And the woman who works up there is so nice. And there's a guy who I've run into thrifting now for like three years um, who does not speak a ton of English, but we get by. Mm-hmm. Like we know each other on site. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about, I don't know how we got on the subject. Oh, he was wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. 
and the lady from the store mentioned it. And he was telling me about his kids and how his oldest son plays the guitar and like just have the nicest talk while I'm standing there holding a bag, a basket, and two giant candy corn blow holes. And sweating because it was really hot up there. That's the problem with the third floor. I mean, it's not air conditioned well anywhere, but it is bad when you get up to floor three. No, but it was just like the nicest. It's so weird the people that you see all the time that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen this now for years, and now this guy for three years or so. We just had the nicest talk. That's awesome. Anyway, so it was kind of fun, and I don't know, it made the candy corn better. Yeah. Even. Um, I feel much like Pyrex blow molds are causing people to lose their oh my God. minds. They, when I first started thrifting and going like to the occasional garage sale, you could get those things for nothing. Mm-hmm. People were just like, oh, I want this gone. I want the inflatable or I want, you know, something, something sort of more modern. And then they just had it's an instagram thing i think actually it's like they had a massive resurgence and what what did i see oh i was trying to find a, a snowman like i bought and i was like oh 18 that's not bad it was a replacement broom for the snowman holy cow they sell noses they sell like carrot plastic noses for snowman blow molds oh wow yeah that's serious. That's a business. I, oh, I know. Anyway, sorry. I'm kind of taking us like far afield. Um, I have one blow mold and mm-hmm. it's a nativity scene except just the little cow. It's so cute. Well, it's so perfect for Wisconsin. You know, yeah. like a light up little cow or calf on your porch works year round in Wisconsin. Yeah. So remember we talked about you getting different cows and it turns out they're all pretty much the same. Yes, yeah. Yeah, if we you like, this will be so cool. Oh yeah, if you go on um eBay right now and look up a Christmas blow mold calf, you you'll see the one I have. Chances are. Cuz it is the calf. Yeah. Like there are a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's um I mean the other piece of it is that there may be several companies that made blow mold nativity scenes. So there may be different Marys, different Josephs, but like the animals, you know, in in a traditional scene, you have like the Magi, Mary, Joseph, Jesus. Um, The animals are kind of like a creative license, you know, really any animal work. Giraffe, sheep. Yeah. Lobster. Yeah. If you've ever seen lobster. Christmas lobster. The Christmas lobster. Um, yeah. I had a sheep. I got rid of it. Because I wasn't really using it. Sorry. Yeah. So, our topic this week, (laughs) if you will, um, a while back, Gary, thanks Gary, had, um, shared an article about sort of the death of thrifting and we've mentioned it a few times i can't remember i tried to share it i think i shared it mm-hmm. uh, and you should be able to read it like sans paywall because i was able to use one of my gift articles from the new york times that they give you every month so um 
Yeah, so I read this article, and the first time I read it, I was like, yeah, yeah, they're totally right. And then I reread it, <laughs> and it, it has sort of a, I don't know, like things used to be better in the old days quality to it, to me. I think there are some interesting points that we could talk about, but well, it's funny. Can you can you summarize the article? Yeah, the article's not very long, and the the gist of it really is that when I go to the thrift store, not me specifically, but you know, woman, because it seems like only women thrift in this article. Um, when I go to the thrift store. I can't find anything good clothing wise. And it really focused on clothing. All I find is crappy, fast fashion, um, synthetic materials that are stained or not even worn sometimes. And I can't find the good stuff anymore. I'm like, I can't find wool. I can't find cashmere. I can't find linen, whatever. Mm -hmm. And thrifting is over because of this, because I can't find the clothes I used to find. So one thought is that thrifting always changes, right? I mean, we, we all buy different things and use different things and that's what gets donated. And it's one of those things where it really is constantly changing. Like who would have envisioned tons of Ikea stuff yeah. or tons of dollar store stuff or until those things became much more common. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one thought. The other thought I had is there are a lot more places to sell your clothing than there ever were before. Oh, right. Yeah. There are a lot of places and people are pretty, you know, I think somebody who has the money to buy maybe better clothing, um, hopefully quality wise and not just name brand wise, you know, designer wise is pretty hip to online selling and buying. And they're more likely to say, hey, if I can get $50 for this dress I had and wore three times and has a name brand that somebody online wants, that's how I'm going to get rid of it. Some people are always going to want the fast disposal, which is just like fill a bag up, take it to the thrift store and donate it. Yeah. But I mean, not clothing, but vintage household items I hear people say it all the time when they bring stuff to the store where I work like oh I was just gonna donate this and then I thought well maybe some of it's you know sellable I thought I'd get something for it so they'll bring stuff to the store we will buy some of it and then we'll offer to donate it to a different charity um not Goodwill or a thrift store but a different charity or or they can you know take it and donate it or do whatever with it but I think the same thing is happening with clothing. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? You're, you're just sort of staring. Yeah, I. Um, when you talk about having online sales, it sort of begs the question of like, um, and of course no one will, can or will ever know this, but what would thrifting look like if eBay didn't exist? Like, you wouldn't, there yeah. w wouldn't be that built-in valuation. I mean, I'm going back to the days where it's like, oh, I have a price guide for lunchboxes that happened to be published by somebody who had a bunch of lunchboxes that they wanted to sell for top dollar. Like, yeah. you know, that's how price guides worked. And so you there wasn't a real-time feedback loop for mm -hmm. things to sort of get 
valued highly or, or a way to check the value of something. So like pre-internet, I think it was probably a much slower process for things to find their way to like antique stores, I guess, versus thrift stores. Do you know what I mean? I do. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I I see the eBay influence more people in the store holding something up and saying, hey, could I sell this for money? And checking it that way. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I see that getting used. Um, I And I'm wondering if there is sort of a pre-screening before a lot of things go to the thrift store. And especially with things like um, Antiques Roadshow, or mm-hmm. that fantasy that like, oh, this thing that you have no idea has value is actually worth hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, that So I think there's um, a reluctance for people to just, like, I just want to get this out of my house. You know, and I hope that the charity gets a suitable amount of money for it that I'm donating this to, or I hope it, I hope it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, those higher quality items. And again, I, I don't, because I'm not much of a clothes shopper, I don't think of clothing very much, but it applies to clothing and lots of other things, I'm sure, where there's much more of a, uh, pre-screening process and you're really, um, much more at the mercy of things, sort of really interesting, great vintage things, um, or if you're into it, things that have more monetary value, you really, I think it's harder for things to kind of fall through the cracks. I do think in general, the thing that kind of speaks to me about the article, again, they're talking about clothing, but the the whole notion of the fast fashion and disposable clothing and, and all that kind of stuff is that it's true in every sector of yes. of um, merchandising. Like it's um, yes. so you know, as time goes by, the like, oh, I'm I can go out and find depression glass, or I can go out and find bakelite silverware, or I can go out and um, find whatever that is older or more interesting, like that I think that's just going to keep getting sparser and we've talked about it and you know in 50 years people are going to be like I can't believe it I found a Ray Dunn piece from you know 2019 at X thrift store yeah um yeah I think in, I mean in general everything is sort of the equivalent of fashion fast fashion mm-hmm. unless you're willing to spend a lot of money yes yeah and and i think most people when it comes to buying furniture i mean if you're going to buy a very expensive piece of furniture you're going to hold on to it for as long as you possibly can i mean unless you just have a lot of money and yeah you know get get tired of things but i think most people you invest in a good sturdy piece of furniture you're going to keep it for a while. You invest in some Billy bookcases from Ikea. You move those a couple times. That's about their lifespan, I think, if you move them. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my Billy bookcases right now, and they are 
rickety. Like they have seen <laughs> such better days. Um, they don't look rickety, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it helps that they're covered in books. Like you can't, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, your your points well taken. I just I think part of it for me is that even the stuff that's like higher end you know the things that people pay a lot of money for don't feel they still feel in a lot of cases mass produced or just yeah. uh you know uh probably constructed under some very dodgy labor conditions yes you know everybody i i've you know i watch youtube all the time and everybody's talking about was talking about at one point that um, restoration hardware cloud couch. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, picture like a down comforter without a duvet. Okay. Now it's a couch. Picture that. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like like a have to this. like a feather bed in it. But the problem is just like when you have a down comforter and you make a bed and it starts off and it's so comfy and poofy, the minute your cat jumps on it, it's this deflated, <laughs> sad, dented... Same thing with this couch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the cloud couch. So, yeah, restoration hardware, cloud couch. Look it up. Um, I, uh... So, so your point is not specifically about the cloud couch, even if you have a quote-unquote good brand yes. or, or pricier brand. Yep. Restoration hardware. It doesn't necessarily equate to a high-quality piece of furniture. Exactly. I saw, uh, you know, on YouTube, again, I saw a video of a woman who had this incredible thrift haul of these couches, and they're like $10,000 couches, I think. Mm-hmm. And she found two of them. At a thrift. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, tremendous find. So she gets it, gets it home, and it's surprisingly clean. She's in great shape. For who would buy two of these and just th- give them to a thrift? And how they got through all that, who knows? <laughs> but she gets these couches home, and she's sort of showing them off. And they were expensive for, a, 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 you know, for a thrift, I, I thought. They, I want to say they were like 300 each, um, which... Whatever. Um, but not comparison to what they were retail. Of course, yeah. And so, you know, for her, it's this no-brainer. And she brings these couches home. Um, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, they're just... I They just didn't sit well with me. They're like, the way that they looked. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that she was, like, really excited about finding something that was such a value. And, yeah. you know, was so on trend and all that good stuff but um so it i guess i if anything i worry about a day where the um the good old stuff is is basically it's all endangered species right yeah i wonder i mean if if everything in my place was to go to a thrift store you would think it was a 90 year old woman Mm-hmm. Maybe a hundred women. So I do think there'll be sort of a, you know, when, when all the older folks go, mm-hmm. um, you know, who who have really been using some of these vintage items that we like finding, 
there's going to be the sort of secondary market of people like me and you, where if our stuff winds up at the thrift store, again, it's like a 90 year old woman. So, mm -hmm. um, so I mean, I don't, I don't know that it will ever completely go away. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the volume might change. I just, I, I think people thrift for so many different reasons and for so many different things that the focus here was like, oh, high-end clothing. I, I mean, I have never gone into a thrift store and said, gotta find cashmere today. Oh yeah. But that's not, I mean, that's just me. I've said I could use some jeans, um, but I'm not, choosy about the name on my jeans i'm just looking like is it a decent size are they really inexpensive and are they in one piece and are they not weird like bell bottoms or you know if you're not careful you wind up with some weird jeans mm -hmm. jeans at the thrift store um or angora or sort of like whatever was getting kind of you know name checked in this in this article that's just not how I thrift. Obviously, some people do, and they were the focus of the article. I think a lot of people get excited about just stuff being new, stuff mm -hmm. with tags on it. Yeah. Not necessarily a particular brand, though that is key for some people, but it's like, oh, this is new, never worn. This is my kind of holy grail at the thrift store. Like, that's what I want. And the, the article doesn't seem to say that there's a lack of that. They actually say there's sort of a lot of that. It's just fast fashion. Yeah. Well, um, I, and I mean, I think there's more stuff showing up, more clothing showing up. I, I'm picturing driving up to certain thrift stores and they will have the bound bales of clothing outside, yeah. you know, ready to go in and get, I don't know, looked at, priced, whatever. So... Yeah, I mean, and honestly, the stuff that I buy, I it is fast fat. You know, at a thrift store, mm -hmm. I'll pick out like, oh, I like this shirt. It's from Old Navy. I don't care. Um, yeah, I like it. So yeah, and I'm not really. Um, I I do think there was a point though. I mean, I got this. Heaven knows I couldn't wear it now, but I had for a while, and it was probably the mid aughts. I had that. Um, Daniel Boone fringe, like brown yeah. suede fringe jacket. Yeah. That was mwah, chef's kiss. It was amazing. Um, one time I got an Armani vest. I remember that. And I bought it. I'm like, it's it's Armani. I, I don't care, but I, apparently I do. It fits me. <laughs> and so I think I wore it twice. And I, it would be like, Oh, I guess it it was sort of a kind of a beige cream color and it buttoned and I remember wearing it to work and I got a couple compliments. I'm like, thanks, it's it's Armani, I guess. <laughs> that was weird. Um so but again, I mean we're talking like nineties and early aughts when that kind of stuff was around and I just <laughs> Granted, I don't look a lot in the clothing section, but I certainly don't see that kind of stuff anymore. No, I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm trying to think of like what brand I'd get super excited about seeing in the clothing section. Um, I do see Chico's sometimes for ladies. For uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect seventy year old social worker mm -hmm. wearing clothing 
Coldwater Creek shows up sometimes. And those are things that I think maybe are made a little better, but they're certainly not like sexy brands. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're likely to find natural fiber. Yeah. Um, which is, was sort of a, a big point of the article. The things people were saying were like, it's all synthetic. A lot of my clothes are synthetic, unfortunately. Um, Cause it's inexpensive and it's just kind of what's out there. And, well, I think that's a difference between men and women's clothes because most of, I feel like most of the stuff I see is actually cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some cotton poly mix. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just don't, those synthetic fibers, especially like, I don't know how people made it through the seventies because it, it either looks Very oh yeah it looks horrifically itchy or like imagine just laying on trash bags on the hottest summer night without air conditioning but like oh, I have some breakfast that feel like that oh yeah and no no I don't yeah I, I have several <laughs> several not thrift store dresses that feel like that because they pretty much are made out of trash bags and that well that's a deal breaker for me when it comes to a garment. I will not, um, I, like, I have to be comfortable. Like, it has to be breathable. (laughs) I just can't, I can't do that. Um, and I, I'm not actually a big fan of wool. No, I, I am too hot for wool. Yeah, I, um, a wool. Right, a wool coat, fantastic. Like if yeah. I if I know I need to really warm up, a wool sweater, sure. If if I'm layered, if I'm layered where I can take on and off, because you know the problem with like cold weather climates like Chicago, Wisconsin, is like if it was just cold everywhere, well then you would kind of know how to dress for it. But then you'll walk into a building that's like way overheated. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and frankly, in winter, like I'm still wearing a hooded sweatshirt in my office, even when it's 90 degrees outside, 95 degrees outside, because the air conditioner is so effective. So yeah, it's just that like needing to layer, but mm-hmm. wool pants. Oh Lord, those are the worst. They'd have to be lined. Yeah. They, they usually I, are. I don't know that I've ever owned wool pants. Um, I yeah I don't recommend it but so anyway so death of thrifting um yeah I I feel like it's it's overstated the death of thrifting yeah I think it's always evolving yes I think it's always changing yeah I mean we've been here in Chicago we've lost stores we've gained stores stores have changed names I I think it's kind of the same thing with what comes in it's always good and I, I feel like I'm a little more, um, not cynical, not skeptical, but pessimistic. I'm a little more um, pessimistic, I think, than you are, because when I think of the death of thrifting, I think of it more as the death of thrifting as we know it. And yeah. just in the time we've been thrifting, you know, the things that have kind of gone endangered or gone extinct, and the fact that they're so fewer thrift stores in general. I mean, there there was a point where you and I, if we wanted to, we could have 10 thrift stores in a day really easily. Yeah. And that's not the case. 
as much. Well, and, and I know we need to wrap it up, but I would just say about this article, I mean, one of the things they mentioned is that only about 20% of donations make it to the floor. So when you think about a business model or a model to support a not, you know, a charity, that's a tough model. Like somehow 80% of what you're getting, you don't want. Mm-hmm. Like no wonder there are fewer thrift stores. Yeah. Right. What do you do with that 80%? Um, how do you economically get rid of it mm-hmm. uh, or, or pass it along somewhere where it can be used? And that, that was, you know, that's 20% probably over lots of different stores and businesses. And I'm sure it varies, but that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, again, better late than never. We made it. And Gary, thank you for the article. I, I read everything that I can find about thrifting and thrift stores when it comes across my, uh, my I don't know, screen. Amen. And it, it really so. is a thought-provoking kind of thesis that yeah. the person's putting forward. Yeah. So, um, so we'd like to hear from you out there. Is thrifting dead? Is it dying? Is it fine? Is it fine? Is it... Um, have we, like... Um, the rumors of thrifting's death have been greatly exaggerated. Yes. Um, you can find us on Facebook, like I said before. It works really well with the app, not that I'm chilling for Facebook, but um, that's ThriftyCast. And you can also find us as I Love Thrifting, L-U-V, I was waiting for Eric to say it, oh, no. um, thrifting on Instagram, All which right. is mostly weird stuff that nobody bought. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you again next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.